Good morning, everybody. Good morning. It's so good to see all of you here today. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, my name is Dion, if I have not yet had a chance to meet you. And uh, would you please join me in prayer? Holy Father, um, we thank you so much for just the opportunity um, that you work through us to show your love to this church, um, to our community, and to the world. Um, we thank you for the gift that you have given us in your son, Jesus Christ, as we celebrate the Christmas season. Um, thank you for the message today, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Dion. Uh, my name is Bill. For those of you who don't know me, uh, very excited about the series we've been in. Uh, we have a slide that kind of talks about where we're going and where we've been. Uh, we've been in this this week, by the way, it's an amazing. Uh, for Christmas, we're calling our Christmas series Bah Humbug. Uh, we started out, Brad introduced the series Bah Humbug, and he, and he talked about hope. He talked about Christmas is about hope. He talked about a time uh, in Israel where things were really grim, and he said there was hope. Joy came in the morning. And so we're going to be uh, following that theme as we go through the joy of Christmas. Uh, but we're following a journey. We're following a journey of a changed life. Uh, the changed life is someone called Scrooge. Now, Scrooge is not the kind of guy you see as a hero. He's a miserable person. He's a cheapskate. He's a penny pincher, piker skin, flint, tight wad. Wow, I would certainly like to have that after my name. Uh, that's Scrooge. We start the story. He serves the God of money. Everything financial becomes his security, becomes his God. That's where Scrooge starts. Each week, we're going to see him transition. We're going to see him learn more and more about real life and how the world functions. So uh, that's what we're going to be doing. We started with Christmas past. Uh, the vehicle that the author uses, uh, Charles Dickens, our ghost. We, we said the first week, no such thing as ghost. Dead's dead. Uh, it's done then. Uh, angels, apparitions, whatever it may be, uh, spiritual forces of some sight, but it's not dead walking around. Aunt Mabel is not going to give you advice. I hate to say that. She's gone. Uh, but Christmas has passed. The ghost shows up. Christmas has passed. Uh, Marley, Scrooge's old business partner, who was just as tightwad, cheapskate, uh, all about money as he was, came to him uh, in a ghost form, warning him that the kind of life he was living, serving money, uh, got Marley the ability and pain in the afterlife, dragging a chain of his sins. He says, if you don't change, this is going to be you. And he says, oh, by the way, to help, I've got three friends coming, three ghosts, and they're going to appear to you and talk to you about different things. The first ghost we talked about last week, Christmas has passed. Uh, he shows up and says, the decisions you made in the past define who you are today. You're going to hear a lot of that as we go through this. And so that was last week. This is Christmas present. The ghost is going to come and talk about the decisions, the life we live today. And by the way, this goes for each of us. This isn't removed from us. We'll see as we go. These are decisions that we made in the past that define who we are. Decisions we're making today will define who we are in the future. Next week, we'll talk about what decisions we make now will affect our future and what we can do then. But then the good news, change. Scrooge, our hero, will be changed. 
as these weeks go on. But more importantly, the man behind uh, Scrooge, Charles Dickens. We're going to talk, and we talked last week. This is some of Charles Dickens' story. Just as poverty was real in this story, uh, debtor's prison were real in this story, Charles Dickens was raised in a, a, you know, a prison for poverty because his dad couldn't pay his debts. He worked in the factory. So uh, he is familiar with this. And, and very important, we will watch his transition. And hopefully we'll see our transition because we're either growing or we're getting worse. So what's, that's our goal is to do it more and more. So that's the series that we're going to be talking about as we go on. And one of the most important verses that we have in this verse is that what we decide, what we do has consequences. One of the most powerful verses, in my opinion, in the Bible, says God's not mocked. He can't fool God. He knows every action, every thought. He knows our heart. He, know, he knows all of the things that we do, we think, we, we carry out. All of these things God knows. And so uh, God's not deceived. If, if we're following and honoring him, he knows. If we're, if we're, if you will, blowing smoke and putting people on and fooling ourselves and we're not really following Christ, he knows. So he knows each of those things. Uh, so this is the whole point of Christmas's past in our story as we've gone through this. Decisions in the past define our current situation. Uh, we looked at that last week. And we're going to go back and just review yourself because last week was a three for 42 on the base. Take three days leave and you get 42 off. That's a great program. Which I could sign, oh, I guess it's three and nine. Uh, that was taking place. So many people went. So we're going to review this. What we're going to see is decisions made by Scrooge in the past. Scrooge, as a young man, fell in love. It was uh, the love of his youth. Uh, this very winsome young lady that some of the pictures will show them in Scrooge's story. They're dancing and enjoying each other. What we're going to watch is the decision that Scrooge made in this past Christmas and how it affected his life. At the end, you'll see him regretting that decision. Let's watch the video clip. The ghost of Christmas is past. And did you notice the response to the past? He saw the decisions. And, and I relate to this, by the way. Uh, I've made some decisions in the past that I would certainly love to be able to put under a container and just snuff them out. Make, just let them go away, the foolishness that I did. Uh, he does that, he gets back, he goes, and now he says, okay, basically you get another chance. You, those are the mistakes in the past. Let's talk about the present. Let's talk about what's real inside of your life, the decisions you're making in the present and how they're going to affect you. Now remember, and this is most important for us in this message, in this series, is that all of these are Christmases. Christmases past, present, and future. Christmas. So we need to be reminded of what Scrooge was dealing with. Christmas is the most miraculous event that ever happened on earth. The God who spoke everything that existed into existence. The song we just song, heard was the just a minute ago, was the God of all creation. The God of all creation, perfectly holy, uh, complete power, complete love inside of himself, accepting the worship of, of the angels in heaven, which he fully deserved. 
by his volition, he and his father's plan, he's born into a human baby on this earth. The incarnation, this a child is born, a son is given. Uh, he comes as a child. He's born into poverty. We, we make this point, this, the story of Scrooge is a story of poverty and excessive wealth doing nothing about poverty. Uh, Jesus Christ comes, is born into poverty. His, his parents paid the, the, the uh, pauper's uh, sacrifice of two turtle doves when he was dedicated at the temple. So the king of glory, the king of all power, becomes a child totally vulnerable to the world forces, born to parents who were living in poverty. And literally, Jesus, as we see his story, he, didn't, he, didn't have, he wasn't home-based. He was moving from place to place, often sleeping out in the fields with he and his uh, followers as he did that. The good news that the angels announced that to them is born a Savior. To them is born the Messiah. To them is born as a baby the Lord, the creator of everything that's there. Stop. This is, we have a Christmas series every year. It's a very simple, we use different things to do it this time. It's Scrooge and his, you know, his background. We become accustomed, really, to what is the most miraculous thing that could ever have been offered to us. We have the opportunity to have a personal relationship with the living God. We can communicate, hear from God daily, personally. He knows our heart. He cares for us. And uh, just, you may not notice it, but please, the, the manger down to the right symbolizes his humble birth. The shadow of the cross talks about his humble death. Beaten, rejected, stripped uh, in ways that we can't even imagine. Hung on a cross to die. The creator of all. He did that for me. He did that for you. We, we sometimes go, Christmas not bah humbug, but Christmas oh hum. It should rock our soul our hearts and our minds, the truth that God sends his son, he loves us so much. And, and Jesus takes the mantle, he comes, and he chooses to die for us. This is the real meaning of Christmas. And he comes as a savior. The changes that take place through the good news of Jesus Christ transform my life. When I understood when I accepted and laid my life down for him as he laid it down for me, my life changed. I can look around this room, and I know many of you. Your life's changed radically. Radical transformation takes place. And this is what we're talking about this season and this series, starting somewhere like Scrooge's, and, and where does he end up? But that's this backdrop. Where do we end up? the end of this Christmas season, are we going to be more in love with the Savior that died for us? Or is it going to be oh-hum? Or worst case, humbug. Which of that will be our response to this? Uh, Christmas is about truth. 
It's about life-changing truth. This is not a religious philosophy. This is not any of that. It's the fact of history where God enters our cosmos, our world, born into poverty, to die for us, to change hearts. This is the story of God's love. And, and this is why this time of the year, to me, is a reminder. It's a reminder so we can tell other people. That's the opportunity. Just a challenge. All of us know people. 50% of the people you ask that are friends, they'll come Christmas for the message. They wouldn't come normally. One out of four will come. But now 50% share with your family, your friends, the truth that is there. And, and, and here's, here's as we pick up the story. Uh, Scrooge rejected the information from the past. This week, we're going to talk about what he does in the present. Uh, we, he's the ghost of Christmas's present has already grabbed him and he's moved him out into culture. Uh, what, we're, what we're going to be seeing is the two realities. Scrooge lives in one reality. That's where he starts. Money's his God. The world is his God. Everything else outside of his own personal selfish ambition. Now, you may not be in love with money. But when I, before I knew God, I was in love with me. I, it was all about me. How could I get the next promotion? Uh, how could I look good in front of other people? How could I defend? How can I control my wife? Oh, my goodness. These are the realities of life that like, the transition that takes place is what we're talking about. This different, uh, that was a worldview I had. Christ offers us a different worldview. Uh, first, we're going to look at a couple of places, and this is going to be shocking Scrooge. Remember, he's now being taken to places that he can't even imagine. He's going to go to Cratchit, his faithful, under, uh, underpaid, overworked assistant who he abuses consistently. We saw it in the first uh, message in this series. We're going to go to his home and we're going to look at the reality of <laughs> the impossible to Scrooge. Joy in poverty. Joy is not based, if you will, uh, on what we have. It's based on what's inside of us and who we are. So he sees Cratchit. Then he, now, he moves up and he goes to his, his nephew's house. His nephew, every year, asks his Uncle Scrooge to Christmas. In each of these situations, reality is revealed that happiness, happiness, is not based on finances. It's not based on what we have, what's on our table, any of those things. It's based on a work and a joy that's planted inside of our heart. Uh, let's watch this revelation to Mr. Scrooge. Scrooge's reality, uh, where, where money's God, he goes and he looks at real life. Uh, both, you know, Cratchit's in poverty, a son that's crippled. He learns something very valuable there. I'm sure you caught it. The future's not set. In, in the present, decisions can be made that will alter the future for Tiny Tim and actually for us, too. Uh, we're making decisions all the time to change our lives and the people around us. The, the song that was sung in poverty uh, was Silent Night. The, the focus is, again, on Jesus Christ, born, mighty, everlasting God, contained as a child for us. Uh, different look, toasting the one that we would consider an enemy. His family did, certainly his wife did. 
uh, in this particular case, but Scrooge sees there's something different. It's a different worldview. Uh, this, this God of money that he raised up never gave him that kind of joy, never gave him that kind of peace. We go to his, his nephew's house, and well said. He also toasts his uncle, and he says very clearly, he will continue to invite. He will continue to extend hospitality and love to someone who mocks him and, and actually makes fun of him. You saw the first clips. Uh, he will continue to offer Merry Christmas to someone. Who's, this is against the world. This is against the ways of the world and the things of the world. And, and Scrooge learns that very important lesson to each of them. His decisions define his present. What he decided in the past, who he was going to be, what is, it defines his future or his current situation. And he learns that he can make a difference as time goes by. Poverty, hardship, do not cancel the message of Christmas. Sicknesses, illness, no, it, that's not the way that goes. Uh, this, this song that is sung that comes from the heart of a child. Uh, heaven, heaven's peace that we talk about, heavenly peace, is not based on anything other than what's in our heart and our relationship with the living God. Uh, the things that take place in our life, they happen. Uh, those are the situations that we looked at. We got the information uh, back about the hospitality and the hope of changing that. Jesus promised us something, and Christmas gives us something. He gives us truth. He gives us truth to build our lives on. Historical events, eyewitness accounts of the God becoming a human and walking among us. The shepherds were the first to know. The lowliest of professions uh, at that particular time were shepherds. God sends the angels to shepherds. There's even a message in that as we do that. Uh, but again... Jesus takes his disciples aside at one time. He says, I'm going to tell you the truth. He says, there's lies out there. There's false things out there. But Jesus said to anyone who believed in him, if you abide in my word, you're truly my disciples. You'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. He says he came to bring abundant life. He didn't come to bring prosperity of, of funds necessarily. That's fine. But what he brought was prosperity of heart and spirit that we, that we can go and, and live with. Uh, facts. Are stubborn things. You see, the life, the birth, the ministry, the teachings of Jesus Christ, they're not speculation. They're truth. They're facts. They're recorded by those who died saying they're true. Uh, John Adams says, facts are stubborn things. Whatever may be our wishes, our inclinations, or the dictates of our passions, they can't alter the state of facts and evidence. The fact is, Jesus died. He lived for us. How we respond to that it, it is not going to change it. It's going to change us. And that's the message of Christmas. Will it change us? Now, I went to the highest possible theological source that I could go to. I went to the Grinch who stole Christmas, who thought Christmas was all about uh, presents and all this other stuff. So if he stole all that and he hid it away, the people would not celebrate Christmas. His thing, he says, maybe Christmas perhaps means a little bit more than all the gifts, presents, and everything else. The Grinch realized that the holiday spirit doesn't come with cookies, movies, and presents. It comes from spending the season with those who you love 
and being thankful for the blessing in your life. Maybe, perhaps, Christmas is a little bit more than what we thought. That's really the thrust of this message. That's the thrust of this series. It's, it's, it's a message to me. Christmas is more than I can ever imagine. Christmas is more than you can imagine. As we talk to our kids, pass on the awe and wonder of truth that as they live their lives, they can live it in joy and peace in Christ. You know, this is the, the good shepherd comes to give us abundant life, changing lives. Uh, those people here and those who choose, perhaps this Christmas, someone will make that decision and go from this worldview that the earth is about everything and the world is about everything, but God is everything. Truth. And this is, this is a hard truth in our high self-esteem, it's all about me culture. The truth is Christ came to give us freedom. He came, came to transfer us from a kingdom of darkness. One of the most bitter pills for a human being to, to swallow, at least me, is that I was a sinner beyond hope. My self-image, if it was accurate, would have told me, I'm going to hell. I, I was hurting other people around me. I didn't know it. I didn't do it deliberately. It was just this roaring, selfish uh, pride that drove me. But I was delivered. And this is, listen to the promise he gives. He qualifies uh, us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He's delivered us from the domain of darkness, transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Christians that are here, you were transferred. I was transferred. Not of our doings, but through the cross of Christ and the blood and the sacrifice that he had. That's the promise that's there. And the decisions that we're making today not only affect us, but they affect the people that are around us. You know, we know the truth. We know love because he laid down his life for us. That's not the question. That's a fact. The question is will we make the decision to lay our lives down for other people? Will we care about those people that are around us? Will we be the Cratchits? Will we be the nephew? Will we be those that have joy uh, in all those circumstances? You know, Scrooge watches all this. And uh, you'll see it as the progression of the story goes on. He starts to change. When his partner Marley came back, he said, really, the business model of people... And, and that's what they were in. They were in business. The business should be the welfare of humanity. It should be the good of other people. This is the new business model that Scrooge is developing inside of himself. As a business major, I understand business models. I understand investment policies. Mankind is our business. The common good is our business. This is all new data to Scrooge, who is laying up his treasures here on earth, counting on them to bring him a, a level of joy. But now he's going to be shifting, you'll see over the weeks. He's going to start investing in another kingdom. It's a kingdom of God. And by doing good for other people, he's learning that that's possible. A new investment strategy becomes what's real in him. Now, push pause. I'm going to just take a moment to talk about what that can look like in the modern day. Uh, I'm going to talk about the announcements that just came up. Uh, we have a date night 
that's basically just a token of safe babysitter so husbands and wives and, and can go out and, and have time for themselves and the kids can have a party and they enjoy it. You ought to come hear the noise and ruckus that goes on uh, during that particular period of time. They do a great job. That's for the community. We're having a cocoa run so we can support those in, in trafficking. We have each of the events that we have, the angel tree, we're actually buying gifts for prisoners who cannot buy their kids gifts. This is from the Prison Ministry Fellowship. Very reputable opportunity to see the kids get a gift from their parents. And uh, ultimately, we're talking about Christmas baskets coming up. In Thanksgiving, she said 112 Christmas. We'll do 112. That's 112 families that gets a Christmas basket. Uh, I'm going to our mission trip, our mission team, went down uh, last week, the weekend ago, and they, they built a house. The construction leader, his name is Pablo, sent an email back to us. Uh, here's, here's what he said. Dear Crossroads, thank you for sharing the witness in Baja. They left here, took their time, uh, their energy, sacrificially, and they drove from 6 in the morning. Who drives at 6 in the morning to arrive in Mexico? to build a house over the weekend. They were finished at noon on Sunday. He says, thank you for sharing your witness in Baja this last weekend. I firmly believe that with man, nothing is perfect. This is Pablo talking. Uh, but that weekend was as close to as perfect as you can build. Uh, I reported back to his leadership about the build. Look at what was accomplished. The family is now Christian. The house is perfectly done. Many neighbors observed the testimony that was there. Joy was prevalent. And again, if you've been on, into Mexico during one of these bills, poverty is absolutely evident all around you uh, as you do that. Uh, neighbors saw the testimony. All that witness, you are a giving church. God loves and blesses cheerful givers. May God bless Crossroads. Your, your co-laborer, Pablo. Pablo, by the way, is a pistola. If you, I say that in all the kindness. He's a joker. He's a kidder. You've got to watch him every minute. He'll outwork you every time you try. But he was a very successful teacher with a career that 15 years ago went on a house build. He saw it. He laid down his life. That's what he does now. Week after week, building houses for those in poverty. You know, this is, this is a testimony. And oh, by the way, just so you know, this is not a plea for money, but this is just a recognition that the cost of that home is $15,000 to the church. Thank you. Those food baskets are going to come to around $8,000. Thank you for your generous hearts and your giving to make a difference in the world around us. This is to be uh, exciting. Now, this is a lesson to us. It's, it's going on today. These are the things that we try to do. Uh, we're going to watch a final clip. And... It's an ugly lesson about the reality of the present and how short it really is. Scrooge experiences fear. Let's watch. Scrooge runs from the truth. Just that the ghost of Christmas past showed him the consequences of his decisions. The ghost of Christmas present shows him the reality that we live in. The truth is all of us live in a world that's dominated by pain and suffering. Ignorance and want are the two, the two consuming uh, realities of so many people. 
we saw at the beginning, Scrooge was always in his clip. Scrooge was telling people, well, send them into prison if they're hungry. He shows in prison even the worst of the lowest conditions. They were not in prison in their hearts. They could sing. They could have joy in that. Uh, the truth had set them free. That says, born is the king of Israel. That's their hope. That's their hope, and, and that's our hope, those who believe in him. You know, so what was, the, what was the bottom line? First, it was decisions in the past. This, this week is decisions that you and I are making in the present. What, what decisions are we making? What's, what, is, who, what is the thing? You see, we're all challenged, really, by Jesus. There was an example that uh, one case he was uh, confronted by a rich man like Scrooge. And he said, I want to follow you. You certainly are the leader. And, and Jesus, looking at him, he loved him. He loved him so much that he said, if you want to follow me, you've got to put your other God aside. You've got to put money aside. Now, he doesn't say this to everyone, but he knew this man, his God was money. Oh, he says, no problem. Go sell all you have. Give to the poor, the ignorance and the want in the world, and come follow me. The... The man didn't follow him. Jesus said how hard it is for those who are comfortable, those who have resources, those in speaking of our country, overwhelming majority of us, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God, to admit that we're wanting and needing. But once, once that's that reality is said, what's, what's the application? Well, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. What we sow in the past, what we sow in the present, it's going to define our future. Uh, Brad gave us these questions the first week. He said, this is a, 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 an encouragement during the Christmas season. Uh, what are, we were talking, what are the things in the past that shaped you? Take time. Go over those questions. What, what shaped you? Toward Christ, what was the pain, what was the good? The good, bad, and the ugly of the past. What are the things in your present circumstances that control you? What's controlling us? What's our reality? Are we joyfully filled with the spirit of Christmas and the reality of it? That Christ died for us? What will the future look like if you change nothing? The, the question is very simple for you here and for me. Do I need to change something? Do you? That'll change our future. Not only change our future, but change the future of those people around us. You know, some of the, the things that are very important in current decisions that we have inside of our lives. Uh, what are we doing investing in the future? Are we lovingly opening God's love letter to us? Are we abiding in Christ, his word, his spirit, that we might be nourished? Or are we just setting it aside? Ah, get to that later. Uh, Bible bookstore used to have little things in it called round to it. And so they would give them out because we always say, I'll get around to it. Well, maybe some of you have been getting, I'll get around to really spending time in God's word and getting to know him. Well, that's a decision. It'll define your future. It'll define my future. What are some of the things that we can do? The study guide. We have the best, I think, discipleship program in our study guide. It's on our, online. Go look at it. Uh, right now, media, we have resources. We have small groups. We have Sunday school classes. We have everything we can to invest in what's important. 
invest in our family? What if we're putting off those investment times with our kids? Uh, I don't care how old they are. Uh, invest. Show the love that's needed to change their lives as God changed ours. You know, and, and if you don't know Christ, if, if you haven't made that decision to lay your life down for him out of love for him, then let us help. He's always knocking at the door of every heart to invite us in that he might spend time with us and have a meal. This would be the time to do that. Join me in prayer, please. Father, each of us live in the present, but we know, we know that our decisions now will define our future. It'll define the future, in some cases, of our family, of our children, of our coworkers. Uh, we know, we know that. Lord, thank you that you will give us the wisdom in your word, in your heart, that we would make the right decisions, that we'd stop putting it off, that we would get around to it, and we would abide with our time in the living God, that we might glorify him. We pray in his name. Amen. Amen. There are donuts awaiting those who were good, and there are donuts awaiting those who were not so good. Have a good week. Thank you.